0: This is the Retire Happy Podcast with John Amarino, teaching you each episode about holistic retirement planning. You're tuned in to the Retire Happy Podcast. Walter Storholt here alongside John Amarino, fiduciary financial advisor at Securus Financial. John, what's good in your world this week?
1: Uh, You know, just uh, getting ready to have a nice weekend. We got school starting here soon for the little ones, so do uh, a little family bonding this weekend and enjoy, I think, maybe some pool time if we can.
0: Now, look, everybody. John is trying to put on a happy face. He's actually really PO'd right now because before we started recording the podcast, he had to go to the DMV and got stuck there there for like three and a half hours. So sorry, John, I'm peeling back the curtain and letting people know that you are actually very hot under the collar right now.
1: Oh, yeah. You're, you got to ambush me on that one, huh? Yeah. Boy, that real ID nightmare. And the DMV does not take credit cards either, folks. So cash, credit, or debit. And they switch their hours to 7 a.m. So when I got there at 8 a.m., like the website said, we already had a line to the door. So three and a half hours later, um, I'm going to actually have a real ID. So
0: See, I would have just taken the rest of the day off at that point. I'd have been like, you know what? The day is shot at this point. I'm just going to call it quits.
1: <laughs> eh, you know what, though? Uh it is what it is. That's it's right. over. You're the persevering. Is done. <laughs> you gotta change gears and uh, get your game face back on. Well, we right? appreciate. It's like, uh, give up a home run. You just gotta kick some dirt and then focus on the next batter.
0: There you go. And you're doing just that here on the podcast today. So we are glad for that. If you have been listening to a couple of the recent shows of the podcast, you probably know that today is part two of our conversation about uh, excuses for why some of us work with the wrong advisor, why we don't make a change. We're going to talk about some more of those excuses in part two of our conversation today to conclude our two-part series on that conversation. We also have a really good question from a listener. Alex has something on his mind. And Alex is wondering about a 401k, a lot of growth recently, but also wondering if he should take some of those gains off the table is now the time to do that. So we're going to talk to Alex about his question coming up on today's show as well. Usually we start the program off with something that's happening in the news. We're replacing that this week, however, with just a, a little checklist for you. Some items that you should be thinking about as we head through the second half of 2019. So if you're listening to this podcast soon after its release, this certainly will be still pertinent. If you happen to be listening to this show months after we've published it, you may you can want to just skip ahead three or four minutes to uh, the rest of our conversation. But this first part will be a little timely for you. So if you're listening to it after it's been released, this is pertinent information for you. It's our third and fourth quarter planning to-do list, John. The idea here is that if we're in the second half of the year, What's some quick checkup items and things we should be thinking about as retirees or pre retirees to make sure we're on the right financial track? Can you share with us a little to do list that you might come together for folks?
1: Yeah. So, you know, if you have uh, an IRA or if you're working, you have a 401k or Roth IRA or Roth 401k, and, you know, you have a little bit of extra income and you want to put that away for savings, you know, just to get that tax advantaged Roth account funded, which I'm always a big fan of. Or if you do want to lower your, your income, come for whatever reason that your company only offers, you know, 401k, maybe increase your contributions, right? Maybe you got that bonus or a raise Uh, instead of just, you know, having that money there to spend, you can put it to good long-term use. So that's one good thing. You know, we were talking about this before in the show is, you know, maybe looking for opportunities for charitable donations to increase tax deductions. I teach a retirement college course and this always comes up and with the new Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, you know, depending on your situation, a lot of people, their charitable donations are are no longer tax deductible because they're not itemizing anymore and it's going into a standard deduction. So that may not be pertinent, but if you are getting a required minimum distribution or you're 70 and a half, something to think about for next year, if you do want to give donations is a qualified charitable distribution where you're actually, the money goes straight from your IRA to a charity. It can satisfy your RMD. It's tax-free. And it's actually a bigger tax advantage than just a normal deduction. So that's one thing to uh look at. You know, some of the things that we also talked about is, you know, getting estimates on your retirement income streams or planning and schedule to be debt free or rebalancing your portfolio. I completely agree with that. I don't think it should just be a third and fourth quarter planning to-do list. I think that's stuff you should do throughout the year. And then the the two biggest things especially for retirees number 1 and i just mentioned it if you haven't taken your rmds right plan on you know taking your rmds or meeting with your advisor for a distribution we're just implementing something this year all of our clients if they haven't taken their rmds are going to get an email in november it says hey the irs wants their money and uh, let's avoid that 50% tax penalty the excise tax. So that's one thing you should be looking at. The other thing is if you're going to do Roth conversions, now's a good time because you have a much more accurate picture of what your financials will look like. So that makes Roth conversion and advanced tax planning a little bit easier to do and more accurate
0: good checklist of items for you to do there. And I'm guessing, John, you kind of help your clients stay covered on these things throughout the year, right? So it's not like a, a current client really needs to go through this checklist on their own. This is something that with a current client, you're helping them keep abreast of these kinds of things periodically throughout the year already.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I you know, I would like to think my clients are like, oh boy, John's calling again. I, you know, I try to reach out to my clients over the phone every quarter or send them emails, just keeping them, you know, they've got other things to worry about. And like I said, we're starting to roll out some new features where we're really making sure that the big ticket items or the big concern items that we're sending emails out and touch points to make sure that we're addressing those concerns and making sure we're not missing RMDs or Roth conversions like we're planning.
0: Great points, as always. So that's a little bit of what's going on. Not so much in the news, but uh, timely here near the end of the year, or at least getting into the second half of 2019, some checklist items that you can certainly do. Hopefully that sparks some thought in your mind, if you haven't evaluated your IRA or Roth contribution options or looked for some of those opportunities that John mentioned, now would be the time to do that to take advantage of some of those movements that you would need to make before the end of the year. I'll give you ways you can get in touch with John a little bit later on in today's show. We want to continue our conversation from the previous podcast about uh, excuses for why we stick with the wrong advisor for so long. Another excuse that I want to cover here, John, and if you haven't listened to the part one of this conversation, I do encourage you, by the way, to go back to the previous episode and check that out, and uh, you'll hear the first excuse that we tackled. But another excuse that we've heard from time to time might sound a little something like this, if I'm cobbling together a few similar examples, something along the lines of, you know, we never get together for reviews, I rarely get my phone calls returned from my advisor, here comes the excuse, but I know he's really busy, and he also works with my dad for years, so I assume he's taking care of me. A lot to unpack in that excuse, but often we hear that packaged in similar fashions.
1: On this one, I'm going to have to call some BS. I guess this is going to be my DMV uh, anger coming out. Um, (laughs) This really irritates me. I knew
0: it would pay off getting you fired up. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, you call him your advisor. He's not your advisor. If you're really talking to him and you feel like just a number, then you are just a number. Yeah, just because he worked for his dad for years doesn't mean he's good for you. You know, my dad and I have mentioned us on different shows. You know, we're very, very close, but we have very different financial views. And that's great. But an advisor for my dad would not probably be an appropriate advisor for me. And the one pushback I would put on just like on the first one is don't assume he's taking care of you right? You should know he's taking care of you. And you know he should be calling you back. If he's not calling you back, he's not taking care of you. Sorry. I'm going to put that out there like that. Me personally, and I've had some advisors kind of like their eyes blow up, but all my clients get my cell number. I look to give above and beyond concierge service to my clients. I don't want a huge, huge, you know, five, 600 person client book. Because I want my clients to know that we're going to have that family relationship and I'm going to get back to them as soon as I can. Not, I'm going to put a timeline, as soon as I can get back to you, you know, which is usually either within hours or, you know, a business day, I get back to them. And, you know, just last week I had a client of mine call me up at 630 and the first thing he did is I apologize, but I have an emergency, you know, I've got some hacking issues going on. And immediately, you know, we went into, okay, how can we help you and whatnot? And, you know, that's how I do things, at least, but your advisor should be getting back to you. You shouldn't feel like you're just a number. And if you feel that way, then, you know, that's something where I'd strongly, strongly advise getting another advisor. Yeah,
0: good points, John. And one more example here as well, just to hit it from one additional angle, another excuse that we hear for why people stick with an advisor who's not a good fit for them for a long time. They might even admit, right, here's the admission, oh, my advisor doesn't really specialize in retirement planning, but my advisor's an old college buddy, so I've stuck with him for this long. Might as well stick it out the rest of the way.
1: Okay. That's your choice. If he doesn't specialize in retirement planning, the analogy I'd go to is listen, I have a really good friend. He he's my family medicine doctor, but I need a heart transplant. I'm gonna still use him.
0: It's a pretty good analogy right? and and it doesn't sound logical, but that's essentially what we're equating the financial side to.
1: Right. And I see this all the time that, you know, there's some very good advisors that, you know, have made their clients a lot of money, but retirement is a completely different Ball game. You have things like sequence risk and RMDs and taxation issues that you don't have in your younger working years. You have long term care issues. And if none of that is getting taken care of, guess what? You can easily run out of money. You can end up in a nursing home having half of your nest egg or more basically paid out to the nursing home state. So there's a lot of moving parts. And I think a lot of people find that out, you know, especially when they come to our classes, and, and I get that all the time. My, my advisor doesn't talk to me about taxes. What does he talk to you about? Well, we just go over our investments, but he won't talk to me about taxes. And I find that interesting because everything that we as advisors are investing you in has a taxable consequence. So we should be having that conversation. Or, you know, my advisor doesn't advise me on Social Security. You know, that's that's not what he does. Well, Social Security can be a million dollar benefit in some cases for married couples. Shouldn't we incorporate that? So again, you know, if he's your old college buddy and you want to stick with him, just know that if he's not looking holistically at your retirement plan, that it may cost you in the long run.
0: Yeah, it's such an important piece to look at the, I mean, we, we say the word, the buzzword here on the show all the time, the holistic planning is so important to make sure that that's the kind of advice that you're getting, analyzing all the different moving parts and not just the investment piece and that kind of thing. So if your advisor doesn't specialize in retirement planning and you're planning for retirement, we got a problem because there are a bunch of nuances about planning for retirement that are different than just picking investments. It's a lot more than just that. So keep that in mind. What would you say, John, to somebody who's in the position where they have the suspicion they're working with the wrong advisor, but they're struggling to pull the trigger on making a change because of one of these personal connections that we've talked about.
1: Kind of like I said in the last episode, you really do have to have a sit down and if your spouse is involved which they should be if you're married you need to just sit down there and say listen this is our livelihood if you've identified the certain issues that are up that aren't being addressed you know imagine this person goes ahead and sticks it out with his buddy and then you know is taking out too much money And then the market crashes and now he's, you know, susceptible to sequence risk or they never had that conversation about how to protect them from long term care. And then like seven in 10 people age 65 and older, you become one of the statistics and you need a long term care. And now all of a sudden, you know, you may have had a million dollars, but between those two things, you die and your spouse now has to live for 20 years with $120,000 that she was allowed to keep as a community source resource allowance. You know, those are some of the unfortunate real, you know, examples that we've seen over the years, you know, that people that are just focused on one part of the holistic planet, and we say the holistic planet, and I'll give you the analogy, you know, if you go to an opera or symphony, you have that conductor, And you may have, you know, a violin that sounds great alone, but when you mix that violin with all the other dramatic instruments, it makes something powerfully beautiful. And that's what we talk about with the holistic plan is really having something that's going to look at everything and coordinate it to make sure your concerns are being solved and to make sure that we can have an efficient plan, both tax and income wise as possible.
0: We'll call it a harmonious financial plan if that's what you're in need of. Or maybe it's you need some help with how to spark the conversation with your advisor to say, I don't think we're a good fit for one another. John's given that kind of guidance before to help folks figure out who's going to be the best advisor for you to work with. Are you a good fit with him? How do you handle a transition, an exit plan, all of those kinds of things? Just know that you're not alone. A lot of people are in a similar situation. So if you want to talk that out with John or you've got general financial planning questions for John about your situation, you can certainly reach out anytime. 858 935-6210 935-6210 is the number. That's 858-935-6210. Or go online to gosecurus.com. That's gosecurus.com, your place to get information there on the website. That concludes our two-part series on why we work with the wrong financial advisor and exploring some of the excuses behind those reasons. It's getting to know you time. Time to get to know John a little bit better on today's program and find a question for you today, John. I'm curious if time and money weren't a factor, what would be a uh, a hobby that you would like to get into?
1: Not so much a hobby, but, you know, there's this website I came across online. It's like Extreme Adventures or something like that. That's what I would do. And, you know, they have the race car, the NASCAR or or Formula One car driving. But the coolest one that I saw was going actually to Russia and getting in a MiG-29. Whoa. And... Going all the way up to like the Earth's atmosphere. Whoa. I think it's only like $40,000 to do. Oh my gosh. That's okay. what that's the type of stuff I do. A thrill person, like in terms of like fighter jet type stuff, you couldn't put me in the shark cage. I, that wouldn't work out well. And uh, I don't like heights in terms of like bungee jumping, that type of stuff. But, but you'd go to you the know, Cars. <laughs> yeah, fast cars fighter jets, I dig that.
0: That's funny. I've never heard somebody say, yeah, I'd go to the stratosphere in a MiG jet, but no, nah, I won't do shark diving.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, hey, listen, if something goes on, yeah, I guess you could say the same with the shark dive, but I think you'd probably be unconscious if something went wrong up at the, the stratosphere.
0: Yeah, just take your mask off. You'll pass out peacefully and, and not know, Yeah, you'll, you'll not be the wiser though, than having the shark circling your cage.
1: <laughs> yeah. And you can still live with the shark you might not have your legs, but... Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: Oh, too funny. All right, well, there we go. That's a good answer, though, because, yeah, that's something that definitely time and a uh, big piece of the puzzle. Money there for those some of those extreme adventures definitely being a barrier. But you'd be uh, an adrenaline junkie if you had uh, more time and money. So interesting to hear. That's getting to know John a little bit better on today's show. Now time to answer one of your questions.
1: It's time for the mailbag. We want to hear from you.
0: So on the mailbag, we have a question to answer here from Alex in Carmel Valley. Here's Alex's question for you, John. Alex says, I've seen a lot of growth in my 401k recently, which has been nice, but I feel that I should capture these gains and take risk off the table. On the other hand, what if the market keeps going up for another year or two and I miss out on that growth?
1: Yeah, well, you could play the what if game your whole life on that one. If you have concerns, you know, I would just reduce your risk. You don't have to go ultra conservative to take some of the money off the table. And Alex, if your 401k is in a highly aggressive, you know, investment structure, maybe just dial it down to moderate. You'll still get a good rate of return. You're going to be taking some of that risk off the table. One thing I will say to you is if you are coming up on retirement, you're a pre-retiree, and that's probably why you're listening to this show, You know, and you're about five years or less of work left, then yes, you should be dialing down. You should be switching into your preservation years because a big market impact will have a much, much more dire consequence than a big market gain. And I think the positivity of the big market gain that is. And I think you know people saw that in 2007, right? I talked to people that in 2012 that, yeah, they said we're going to retire in 2010 and 2008 took half our wealth. So here we are, we're still working. So yeah, I think dial it down a little bit.
0: Yeah. It's a really good, uh, good question to ask. Probably one that a lot of people have on their minds right now, Alex. So thank you for submitting that one. If you want to get in touch and get a review of your financial plan, if you're having questions like that, like Alex has, that's probably a good little, uh, not a red flag, but just a, a regular colored flag, if you will. It's it's the green flag that you should continue down that path and ask more questions and uh, and go to talk to somebody like John Amarino here in the area. In San Diego, he's got an office on Trina Street. They're off Interstate 15 next to Scripps Ranch High School. You can get in touch by giving him a call, set up a time to meet at 858-935-6210. Run some of your questions by John. He'd be happy to help. 858-935-6210. Or go online to GoSecureUs.com. That's GoSecureUs.com. Another great way to get in touch and get information about John, about the podcast, and about how you can put together a better financial plan going forward. That's com. John, thanks for all the help and for uh, working through this two-part series for us on uh, working with the wrong advisor and excuses for why we you know, continue to do that even when we know that it's not probably the best fit. And uh, we'll look forward to another great topic next time around.
1: Absolutely. Thanks for brightening my day up,
0: Walter. You're welcome. Hopefully we turned turned things around from your DMV experience. We
1: we turned the frown upside down.
0: There you go. Oh, I love it. We'll end it with that. If you've got any questions for John, don't hesitate once again to reach out. This is, after all, the Retire Happy Podcast, and uh, we at least get to end the show happy today. For John, I'm Walter. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you next time.
1: Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Capital Management, LLC, BCM, a registered investment advisor. BCM and Securus Financial are independent of each other. Insurance products and services are not offered through BCM, but are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed agents. The opinions expressed by John Amarino and guests on this radio show are their own and are based upon information considered reliable, although it should not be relied upon as such. Any statements or opinions are subject to change without notice. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Past performance cannot be used as an indicator to determine